Welcome to The Cap, where we are here to speak with college reps and other professionals in the field of college admissions to help answer all your questions and guide you through every step of the process. So if you're serious about college admissions, you've come to the right place. Are you ready? Let's talk about it. And now, here's your host, Dr. John Durante. Welcome to The Cap, the College Admissions Process Podcast. I am your host, John Durante, and I am here to introduce you to college admissions representatives and other professionals in the field of college admissions. Our purpose is to serve you, the students and parents, so that you may gain insight straight from the people who ultimately make the decisions. Regardless of whether you apply to a particular school being highlighted in a given episode, you should listen to all of them, as each guest will give you tremendous insight and advice on every aspect of the college admissions process, prompting you to come up with your own follow-up questions for when you visit campus or meet with a college admissions representative yourself. Don't forget to visit our website, www.collegeadmissionstalk.com, or the show notes of each episode to access the alphabetical list of all the colleges available with the related audio link to the right of each school. The alphabetical list provides you with on-demand access to all of the episodes so that you may listen whenever you wish. And if you want to receive links to episodes before they are released on the podcast, along with other related resources, please fill out the email opt-in form also available on our website and in the show notes of each episode. Lastly, please email me with any questions or comments at collegeadmissionstalk at gmail.com. So are you ready? Let's talk about it. Welcome to The Cap, the College Admissions Process Podcast. I am your host, John Durante, and it gives me great pleasure to introduce to you today, Dela Whaley, who's an admissions counselor at Trinity College in Hartford, Connecticut. Dela, how are you today? And thank you so much for being here. Hi, thank you. I'm doing real good today. It's a warm day over in Connecticut. I'm a Texas native, so I love it whenever it's hot outside, but really happy to be here. Well, it's an honor and pleasure to have you. So, Dela, let me ask you, tell us about yourself as it relates to being an admissions counselor, and how did you end up in such a position? Yeah, so like I'd mentioned, you know, I am from Texas. I'm originally from small town, middle of nowhere, West Texas. I actually graduated high school with eight students. Our school was very small. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I went to Trinity, which is, you know, a small liberal arts school as an undergraduate. And I was looking for small schools in a city that would be manageable for me. And Hartford was definitely that. Trinity gave me the best of both worlds. I worked in admissions as a tour guide. And then during my senior year, I worked as one of our student admissions associates, which is our senior interviewers. And then after I graduated in 2020 with my bachelor's in November that year, I actually started working as an admissions counselor and began my journey in higher ed. Well, fantastic. And again, we're so happy to have you. So Dela, tell us, what is it about Trinity College that makes it so appealing for so many students to want to apply and ultimately attend? Yeah, well, you know, John, there are so many reasons why I believe Trinity is a good fit for students. We're a liberal arts school. So for those of the students that are not sure what they want to study during their senior year of high school or even in their first year of college, that's okay. We are a liberal arts school and we encourage students to explore. So it's not that we're negligent with our students that come in knowing exactly what they want to study. 
We do have gateway programs. So for students that may want to be more STEM concentrated or STEM focused, we have really great opportunities for them as well. As far as our gateway programs go, we do have six of them, and those topics range from our interdisciplinary science program, and that allows students to do hands-on research during their first year on campus, to doing things like our Cities Gateway program, which allows for students to study abroad to conclude that program. And so that's what I think is really appealing, is that you get to explore yourself as an academic and also the ability to be in an urban environment to supplement your studies is priceless. Understood. And Dela, what could you tell us about life on campus outside of the classroom? Yeah. So what I can say is students tend to be highly engaged in campus life. And I truly believe that is because Trinity is a small school. So it's really easy to get deeply involved in activities on campus It's vibrant year-round. Our first-year programming department hosts things like Downtown Fridays that get students involved with the city. But on campus, you'll see things like the African Student Association fashion show that happens during the fall, the Trinity Film Festival happening in the spring, the International Hip Hop Festival, which happens right on campus, and you have people flying in from all over the world. So during the springtime, you can find students really engaged with a whole lot of activities, We're not a suitcase school, so most of our students don't pack up their things and go home on the weekends. You usually do find students on campus. Understood. And what are the different ways that a student could apply to Trinity College? And is there a benefit to applying one way over the other? And I'm also curious, how many applications do you actually review a year? Yeah, lots of info here. Okay, so we do have (laughs) two different ways that you can apply. And you can apply early decision or regular decision at Trinity. Our early decision um, degree plan, it has two different rounds. So you can apply to early decision one, which that deadline is typically in November. Early decision two typically shares a deadline with our regular decision. And I would say for families, the benefit to applying early is honestly the fact that you find out your decisions earlier. So you're not scrambling in the month of May or April trying to figure out where your student wants to go, but you have that time um, to decide and finalize your decisions. Another benefit I would say to applying early decision is that for students, you start the application process a whole lot earlier. So you're not stressed out your entire senior year trying to figure things out last minute too. Um, As far as the amount of applications that we receive every year, we have about 6,000 applications that we review. And as far as splitting it up region by region, I cover a lot of ground in the Northeast. I have New Jersey, Long Island, Queens, and the Bronx. I also cover a good chunk of the South as well. So I cover most of Texas, Louisiana, and Kansas. Well, that's terrific. Thank you so much for sharing. And I read a statistic that well over 90% of the freshman class actually returns, which is an astonishing statistic and a testament to the work that you do in admissions, but also the work that you do on campus in terms of making the students feel at home when they are there. So my question is, regarding the freshman class, what is the average profile in terms of GPA and any other data you collect? This is a great question. Um, especially because the students who apply to Trinity tend to vary every single year. I would say we don't have like a 
minimum GPA requirement that students have to meet, but on average, you'll see students coming in with around an A minus. Our average SAT score is a 1380 and ACT tends to be between a 30 and 32. We do super score at Trinity and we're test optional. So I can see for us as an institution, if a student is not a great test taker, they don't have to send in their test scores and know that if you do not send in your test scores as a student, that's not going to negatively hinder your application in any way. And if you do want to send them, let's say you're a great test taker, we will absolutely take that into consideration and want you to put your best foot forward there. So we'll come back to the test optional part of the conversation in a minute, but I was curious, Taylor, if a student falls short or just below that average that you described, what are some of the things that they can do to enhance their overall application? So if a student falls below our current academic profile, there are a few areas in their application, the common application, which is the only way to apply to Trinity at the moment, that they can share more about themselves to give context about why they may be falling short of you know, our standard profile. Firstly, I'd encourage students to think heavily about the teachers that write their letters of recommendation. Think about the people that they're asking to speak on behalf of the student. How can these teachers speak to their growth over time and how these students or how these teachers can be a reflection of who they are as a student currently. So your letters of recommendation can be a great way to showcase your growth as a student, even if you academically fall below the profile. Context is everything. And as admissions counselors, we can't really make an assumption as to why a student performs academically the way they do. So utilizing different spaces like the additional information box or reaching out via email to your admissions counselor to explain a situation is all great ways to provide context for us. Well, that's great insight and tremendous pieces of advice. We truly appreciate it. And a lot of people don't believe it when schools say that they are, in fact, test optional. So, Dela, would you be able to share what is the percentage of the admitted class that, in fact, did not submit test scores? Yes. So it's really funny. Sometimes I'll get asked questions by parents and they'll ask, you know, how question, how test optional are you really? And I always respond, <laughs> really, really test optional. So we don't require <laughs> test scores for, we don't require it for admission. We don't require it for scholarships, athletics, et cetera. And the average student, I would say you will see them not submitting test scores. About 80% of the current wow. student body um, that is the class of 2026, the first years on campus as of the fall of this year, would have not submitted test scores. So that's a number that we've definitely seen jump up a bit during the pandemic. But pre-pandemic, it was about 60% of students not applying with test scores. Well, we appreciate that data. Thank you so much for sharing. And so as part of the overall review process, Dela, do you use the student's high school GPA as indicated on their transcripts? Or do you recalculate? And if you do, any insight that you could share with us would be greatly appreciated. Of course. So we don't recalculate at Trinity. And what we will do is we'll look at a student's school profile. So I'm sure you're familiar, but every single school has to send in a school profile. And that comes in handy for us. It gives us a brief and Sometimes it's extremely extensive, but it's an overview of the curriculum. It shares information about GPAs, how they're calculated, if they're weighted, average high school GPA, et cetera. And 
we are an academically challenging school and we do want students who are pushing themselves in their academic environment, in their classroom. And so while we don't recalculate GPAs at Trinity, we still look at the GPA in the context of the school. Understood. And we appreciate you mentioning the school profile and giving that overview. Thank you so much. Does Trinity offer interviews, whether evaluative or informative? And if they do, Dela, can you explain what advice would you provide students getting ready for an interview? Yes. So we do offer interviews. They are optional throughout our application process. If a student wants to interview, I always recommend for them to interview going into their senior year. So, you know, after junior spring is over, summer junior year, going into your senior or even your senior fall. Definitely interview before you submit your application because that helps it with the reviewing process. But our interviews at Trinity, they are more qualitative than they are evaluative. So we want for students to be able to go in and get an understanding. Usually that's going to be done with a senior that is currently on campus. So it'll be a current student. It's really just an opportunity for us to get to know students outside of what we already would have for them on paper. We appreciate that. And a student's activity sheet, of course, is another piece of the overall application. What are some of the things that you're looking for beyond the work that they completed in the classroom? We care a lot about engagement. So part of Trinity's mission statement speaks about engaging. That's a part of our culture here. There's not a specific activity that we're looking for or a type of student per se. I've seen students that are well-rounded and they've been involved in multiple activities and may even have leadership positions in a few of them. But I've also seen students who are more pointed, as I like to call it, and they may only have a few activities, but the amount of time that they spend doing those or that one activity or three activities is significant. And so I encourage students, whenever you're filling out that activity sheet, take your time to give an accurate number of how many hours you're spending a week weeks a year, et cetera. I'd also recommend taking time to explain fully what that activity is. Sometimes I'll look at an activity and say, wow, I really wish they shared a little bit more about what it is they're doing on a week-to-week or day-to-day basis with that. Well, we appreciate that insight as well. And speaking of engagement, how important are students' grades in senior year? And Dela, what are you looking for when you're reviewing them? They are very important. We do check senior grades multiple times throughout the cycle. We want to make sure that students are upholding their rigor, maintaining a good GPA throughout their senior year. And, you know, I can think of an example. There is a student who applied to Trinity not too long ago that our committee had an extensive conversation about simply because they had a downward trend on their transcript that started their senior year you know, getting multiple C's during their first semester that senior year. And so downward trends are, in general, not the best look on a transcript. So definitely take your grades senior year very seriously. Well, we appreciate that. And hopefully the students and parents are listening to that great piece of advice. And Daler, of course, the college essay is another piece of the overall application. What are some examples of college essays that really stuck with you? In other words, when you read them, you thought, this kid has to come to school, to Trinity College. Yes, I love this question. For me, I love a good metaphor. One of my favorite essays was a bit silly, but it was so memorable. The student spoke about how 
they in life felt like different types of eggs. In some seasons, they felt like they were scrambled. Others, they were sunny side up, and I loved it. So now I'm not advising for everybody to go write essays about eggs, but <laughs> it showcased that student's personality, and it was in a way that I could not have known that anywhere else in their application. And so. I loved that about students whenever they put their personality into their essay. I will say I have noticed a trend in students explaining what their names mean, which is nice, but you don't have to go that route. Um, there's students who want to try to be unique, but that's not the only way. So I always like to say that you should be able to pass your essay over to your best friend. And by the time they're finished reading it, they should be able to say, yeah, that's Dela. That's exactly who she is. This is her personality. This is her. <laughs> well, that's great advice. Thank you so much. And Dela, do you offer any supports for students that may have had an IEP or a 504 while in high school? And if so, can you explain? Sure. We do offer extensive support through our Student Accessibility Resource Center and throughout the process, you know, after a student is admitted, they can complete an accommodation request form. And that covers things from housing to meal plans, academics, etc. And this will all happen after they've been admitted, but prior to them starting their classes at Trinity. And so that office helps them get the support they need, communications with professors about maybe additional time during exams or, you know, making sure that they have the proper technology they need during a class. But yes, we do offer extensive services. Great. Thank you so much. And what about students aspiring to play sports in college? What advice do you have for prospective student athletes in terms of making their intentions to play known? Sure. So what I love about being a smaller school is that it's really simple to get in contact with coaches. So for students that are interested in playing at the varsity level at Trinity, I would say complete our recruitment form. That's a form that lives on the Bantam Sports website. And if you're someone who wants to reach out to the coach directly, you can visit that same website and go through our coaching roster or look through the staff directory. But that's going to be your best bet is to reach out to them directly and let them know that you're interested in playing for us. Understood. Thank you so much. This has been a great conversation. In conclusion, Dela, what are your top three pieces of advice you would give a student and their parents getting ready for the college admissions process? Ooh, okay. <laughs> so first one, I would say it's okay to take a moment to breathe. When it feels overwhelming, practice reflection and remember there is only so much of this process that is in your control. So definitely take a moment to just pause, relax, reflect, and breathe. Second would be have a documentation system that works for you. List making is going to be your best friend. So you're going to need to have that information readily accessible. Maybe you do it through creating a Google Docs or a task board, et cetera. But having a system that works for you throughout this is going to save you so much time with the planning and prepping process. Um, the last thing I can share for students is to become office famous in a good way, <laughs> of course. So being at a school that is a school that tracks demonstrated engagement we want to hear from students and we would love to have students that want to come to Trinity here. So introduce yourself, ask the tough questions and the easy questions and have fun throughout the entire thing. You're 
really only going to be going through this extensively just once. Well, those are great pieces of advice. Thank you so much, Dela, for your time and your insight today. We really appreciate it. And I'm so happy because I know this is going to help so many students and their parents as they navigate through the process. Thank you again, Dela, and we hope to have you again soon. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on this episode of The Cap, the College Admissions Process Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, please don't forget to tell a friend and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and wherever you listen to your podcasts. I am your host, John Durante, and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode of The Cap.